Hi everyone. I have a lot to talk about today, so hopefully I can get through all this. Or it's been really amazingly speaking, and I had um, I had some words from the Lord. I had a vision that I want to share that was um, very interesting. So. All right, I'm just going to open in prayer and share these things that I believe the Lord. And I had a confirmation, so, and and, and a word, so. Whew, it's been a, a lot to take in, so. But God's so good, and I just want to share it with you. And, and so uh, I want you to pray. And I'll pray that Holy Spirit will show us the things that he wants us to see and hear. So, Father, we thank you so much that you are a God that speaks to us. You are a personal God, and um, you're always speaking. It's just that sometimes we're not listening. So, Father, help us to quiet our hearts before you and give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I think, first of all, I'm going to start with um, the word that the Lord gave me uh, today. And then it will tie in with um, what else? Um, let's see. I'm going to start with that. It's, I said there's a lot. Okay, here we go. And the scripture verse, the scripture was um, found in Isaiah passage was Isaiah 45. So maybe I'll start with that. Okay. So I'm going to read this. 45. And I, I started in Isaiah 45, and this is uh, verse 2. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. And I will give you the treasures that are hidden in darkness and the buried riches of the secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have surnamed you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God besides me. I have girded you, though you have not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form light and create darkness. I make peace and create hardship. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down, O heavens, from above and let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let salvation be multiplied and let righteousness spring up. I, the Lord, have created these things. Woe to him who strives with his maker, an earthen vessel that strives with him who made it from the earth. Did I read that right? An earthen vessel that strives with him who made it from the earth. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Or am I not the work of your hands? Woe to him who says to his father, what are you begetting? Or to his mother, what have you conceived? Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker, the Lord of hosts, is his name. Ask me of things to come concerning my children and concerning the work of my hands. Command me. So I'm going to stop there. Um, 
and encourage you to read the rest of that passage. And so I wanted to um, give you the word that the Lord showed me concerning this, and then I will share the vision that I had yesterday on the way to my son's. Okay, so uh, I got to make sure I get this right. Okay. Because I go before you, I make the crooked path straight. I am the good shepherd who leads you unto the way of peace beside the still waters, unto a peace you have not known. I break the bars that have held you captive. Yes, I set the captives free. My way is the way everlasting, the ancient of days. I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. My name shall be declared over all the earth, and my people shall fear no more. You are my treasure that I long to gather unto myself. Seek me, seek me with all of your heart, and you will find me, as I am waiting for you to search for me. And when you do, you will find me. I am with you, says the Lord, and I am watching over you. Do not heap up for yourselves treasures that will not remain. Seek after the treasure of my love. It is my love that you are seeking, my love that will set you free from the bars that hold you in darkness. Come to the light of my love and be made free. I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I created you for my great pleasure and no other shall you follow. I and only I can lead you unto the ways of righteousness. You have tried many ways and many things that do not satisfy. Sur surrender all to me and go free. I am not a hard task mas master. I draw you with cords of love. Come and follow me, follow me down the path of life, not death, that is the crooked path that I have not chosen for you. I am pouring out my love, says the Lord, in these last days. Oh boy, here we go again. Try not to cry. It's always something that gets to me. The Lord, oh, where am I? I am pouring out my love, says the Lord, in these last days upon all the earth, because my heart is that no one shall perish but that all should come to the saving knowledge of my grace. My grace is enough. It is sufficient. Nothing can ever separate you from my love. The enemy of your soul will try like he is. The enemy of your soul will try. He is, but he is defeated. And my love, my blood has conquered the enemy. Consider all I have done for you, lest you grow weary in well-doing. And... <laughs> didn't finish that it was in Hebrews so hopefully I can find that passage where your treasure is there will your heart be also are you loving the things of the world more than the things of God set your eyes on things above for I am coming very soon I am pouring out my love will you receive it with gladness of heart the time is drawing near and I am calling out to you my beloved surrender your hearts to me I love you more than you can ever imagine. I'm coming to take you to be where I am, so don't despair. Be encouraged. Keep your eyes focused on things above and on my love. Love, Abba. 
Okay, so yesterday I'm just gonna share what I saw. So I was my son, <laughs> he invited us over to a barbecue in February. So that's pretty cool in Michigan. Anyways, um, so on the way there, the sun was so intense and I wasn't driving, thank goodness. And um, so my husband was driving and the, like I said, the sun was so ridiculously bright that I, I couldn't see. I was just like, you know, I didn't have my hat. I was just trying to um, shade, you know, my eyes from this intense light. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the sun is just ridiculously, I don't know what's happened to it. It's its just so bright. It, it doesn't look the same as it used to. So, so as I'm doing that, um, I had my eyes closed. Then I began to see hearts. I saw a heart about that shape and about that size and it was bright green. And then it began to change colors. And so I'm observing this and and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm seeing this. It's like, it's there. And I'm like, okay. So as I said, it began to change colors. And then it went to, um, I'm not sure if it went to white trimmed in red first or blue. Uh, I think it was the, the blue color, like the sapphire. And then it turned white and with red around it. And so I saw those three hearts. And then I, um, we, we, were, we continued driving. And then there was tall buildings and they blocked, they were blocking the sun. So I could take my hands, you know, from <laughs> like this and, and I could open my eyes. And as I looked over where that building was and there was, you know, the sun behind it, I saw a red heart as clear as can be, the same size, and it was very, very bright red. And then I opened my eyes and that, that was the vision. I was just seeing these different color hearts. So I decided, uh, I, I, did, I decided this morning to look up the colors, um, the representation of them. And so it was very interesting. Um, what is this word? Oh, that, that's the one I shared. Okay. That's it. That was the word that I shared. So that's what this is. Okay. So here's the part about the symbolization of these colors and what this represented. So it said, I put my glasses back on. Emerald green symbolizes refinement, wealth, and royalty. And the emerald is color. Okay, it says the emerald, which is green color, is nourished with oil, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And it is the jewel of kings and is for May. It is regarded as a superior a superior jewel, rare and beautiful. And it says the throne of God is surrounded by an emerald rainbow. Emeralds have been symbolic. Emeralds have been symbolic with the color green since ancient times and the ancient of days. 
the traditional, this is interesting, the tra traditional big four gems, which is that's what I saw, are diamond, ruby, emerald, and sapphire. The sapphire is the symbol of integrity and are highly effective for speedy and positive resolution of legal matters and issues concerning justice. I like that, <laughs> justice. Don't we need that? It's um, symbolic of truth, faith, faithfulness, and sincerity. The ruby is the king of precious stones, the value of wisdom. The gemstone ruby occurs seven times in the biblical text. The Hebrew word in Strong's is Adem, four, number 4124. Uh, in Ezekiel 28:13, used in this passage, transla is translated ruby, considered to be worth more than diamonds. Uh, the rubies were, these are the passages that it is used in, is in Job 28, 18, Proverbs 3, 15, Proverbs 8, 11, Proverbs 20, 15, Proverbs 31, 10, and Lamentations 4, 7, and Isaiah 54, 12. So I'm going to go back and I'd like to study those. Um, diamonds that were represented the purity and strength in a metaphor of God's love. The most enduring symbol of love and commitment is the diamonds. And that was the white one that I saw, heart, and it was trimmed in red, which we know represents the blood of Jesus and the ruby. These glitter, glittering stones are said to represent the eternal flame of love, which burns brightly for all eternity. That is the diamond. It's a very hard stone. It's a it's a it's the hardest mineral mineral um, made known to man, and its characteristics are clarity, purity, hardness, and rarity. So I thought that was so interesting because God. Um, you know, he doesn't just leave us hanging, like, Lord, why are you showing me this? Um, but what, what was so amazing to me was not only seeing those, and of course the enemy comes in, and he's like, oh, you're just seeing that um, because, you you know, the sun was so bright, and it's showing these spectrums of colors. Um, if, that were pop, if that were true, why did I see a heart? I, I saw hearts. So here's another. So I'm going to tell you about some confirmations. But wait, before I do, let me say. So we go, you know, to my son's house. He's out girling, and I'm like, hey, hey, you know, I had this, uh, I had this vision, and he's like on the way here, and I'm trying to tell him about it, and he's just, yeah, yeah, mom, here she goes again on her crazy stuff, you know, <laughs> you know. So, you know, the mocking and the scoffing and, you know, even got it from some others, you know, close to me. And, uh, you know, so I just let that go because I know how God is. He's amazing and he does show us things. 
So I'll just let it roll off, not let it ruin my evening. And okay, so then this morning I decided I was going to um, just wait, let's see what was it was and there was another thing I was going to share. So I shared that. Uh, oh, okay. So when I went to look up the emeralds, because I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know if I asked Siri or Google or Google, I just think was uh, looking for on there on my phone, I actually put in like what, what do emeralds represent in the Bible? And on some video came up, <laughs> not, not kidding, can't make this stuff up. There was a heart like that, like, like literally what I'm doing right in front of me. And I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? And then it started showing a cross in the video. And then it started showing a tree, but the tree, the top of the tree, it was all big and it was shaped like a heart and then the trunk. So, oh my God, thank you. You know, thank you for confirmations. Anyways, I just wanted to share all that with you because I just thought that it was so amazing how God is like, he just puts his signs in the heavenlies, even how much he loves us. Uh, and then I wanted to talk with you about um, the sheep because I was teaching about, or I was sharing that past, that word the other day about the shepherd and the sheep and the Lord was speaking to me. And so that was in um, Psalm 23 where he gave me that word. So this was a confirmation for that. So Saturday, so that was must have been on Friday. Um, not sure on the exact date. It might have been Thursday. Oh, it was a three twenty three. So whatever day that was, three twenty three twenty three. Then the next, then that's following Saturday. I went to see my um, old pastor, and he's about ninety, and he is um, the most amazing shepherd. <laughs> He's just like an awesome shepherd. That's how I always thought of him as my spiritual father and still do. So, um, yeah, I have an awesome new pastor, but <laughs> I have always loved that he had a shepherd's heart, my my old pastor. So we go, I go to his uh, class, and, of course, he's teaching on uh, Psalm 23. So I had to share. I, and I hadn't, like, consciously thought about that. He's been doing that for, like, you know, sharing about the shepherd and the sheep but I wasn't really paying attention that you know that he was gonna like teaching in Psalm 23 so anyways um I wanted to share with you uh what he taught us about the role of a shepherd and the role the role of a sheep because we're the sheep the bible says we are dumb like sheep they are literally dumb but I want to share with you some some different things about sheep that are is so interesting. So besides them being dumb animals that need to be taken care of, um, it says, oh, Jesus had to be born in a manger, a sheep feeding trough. That was prophesied. Now we know that Jesus is the bread of life. And how interesting is that, that he was born in a manger a sheep's feeding trough. The shepherds were the lowliest occupation. They were abiding in the field. That means staying there. A shepherd had to know about their sheep. He had to know his sheep. 
they had to be kept watched over at night, especially. Um, sheep would eat anything they found. Sheep have four compartments in their stomach. Um, I'm not sure what this is. I probably didn't finish this. When the fullness of time had come, God's timing, when did God use the metaphor of shepherds and sheep? Oh, I didn't get to finish that. I just tried to write so fast. Some of these things I have not completed my sentence. So God did use the metaphor of shepherds and sheep. That's how he referred to us. That's how he refers to himself. He is the great shepherd, the chief shepherd. And there's only three things that will keep sheep from resting, lying down. And that is when they are afraid. I think it's when they're hungry. I think I shared this in another video. When they are hungry and when they are um, tired. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, fearful. And I can't find the other one, so I'll have to go back and look for that. <laughs> um, the sheep. Um, Jesus is the, the great sheep, the great shepherd. And he turned into a sheep. A lamb. Lamb of God. And... They have to be disciplined and ministered to, the sheep do, by the shepherd. The shepherd has to have a great love for his sheep, which we know our, our Heavenly Father, our shepherd, the great shepherd, um, has a deep love for us. And he has two, the shepherd, when he was out in the field, he had to have two instruments with which to work with. And he had the rod which was an instrument, an instrument of the word. And he had his staff, which is the instrument of the spirit. So he, he doesn't beat the sheep to, to make them obey. He guides and he leads them. Sheep are dumb, totally dependent on the shepherd. The shepherd can, the shepherd can take his rod and he can throw it at the sheep that's how skilled he is, and hit them on the nose to stop them from harm. He will stop them from eating wild berries, which will kill them. He throws it at the rod. Yeah, I said that to stop them from getting into trouble. He protects them. And because um, just as they can't see around the corner where they're going into danger, just like we can't, and he protects us in the same way. The shepherd would the shepherd would examine the sheep and he would take his rod and examine he would brush it over them against their wool and he would look for um, pest, um, pestilences, different things that would um, cause harm and ill health. Um, the other thing that the he would uh, use is his rod and staff to protect and just as he protects us he protects them from the wild animals <laughs> and we are protected from the beasts <laughs> the wild animals which are the serpent <laughs> and he would throw the rod and kill the animal that would harm harm it so he could actually take that rod and he could throw it and he was skilled to do it and the staff has a hook on the end. So when a little sheep 
has a little, like the baby sheep has a human smell on it. The ewe, the female sheep will take, he will take the staff to recover the sheep with the hook around his leg and pull him back. Because if a human smell is on the sheep, the mother will not, it won't, it won't take care of, take care of it. So the Lord pulls us back. He protects us and he also keeps the sheep from falling. He will take and pull it back by its leg and keep it from falling over. Um, and the, in the scripture verse, one of them was, I will never leave you nor forsake you. John chapter 12. Um, and this was, okay, this was really interesting too. It's not really about the, well, it's about our shepherd and, and what he's, so it says that she, the, our feet have over 7,000 nerve endings and our savior, Jesus, he walked the road to Calvary barefooted and there's was broken glass and debris and all kinds of stuff that he walked that path um, to the cross for us with, with all those nerve endings. So how sensitive that our feet are. And um, I just thought that was, that was the Via Dolorosa that he, he walked for us. And it says, yeah, it, it took about three hours to walk that road to Calvary barefooted in the road on the road full of debris. He walked the hard places. When we walk down those hard places, we can know that he walked that path before us. So that was just like um Isaiah 45, the crooked path, and he makes the way straight. He will he goes before us. Um, says the rabbi always went without shoes to perform sacrifices. So I wanted to share all that with you. I just think that, man, our God is just so good. How he went before us, how he walked that path before us. And he guides and leads us and tell, tells us to follow him and we can trust him and how he shows us his love. Like even, <laughs> I believe he did that for a purpose, showing me that I never expected to see anything like that on the way to my sons, but my son needs to come back to Jesus. And so I believe that God's timing is perfect and he will draw him back. My other son as well. They're like the prodigal. I have the prodigal older son. And then they have, I mean, I'm sorry, the prodigal younger son and the older son. It's like clear picture of those two. And the Lord shows us his love um, when times when we sometimes get discouraged and we're like, God, what's going on? Why? Haven't I seen my prayer answered yet? Um, but God is so faithful. And I I just think that he was showing me his love 
is um, he's pouring it out. He's pouring it out. <laughs> he's showing me the heart of the Father in all of us. That's why I share these things with you because I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to uh, just to know that if you haven't seen your prayers answered yet, God is faithful and he hears you. He hears you. So today, harden not your heart. He's calling out to you. You feel feeling a tugging in your heart. Surrender all to him. You will be so thankful you did. And open your heart to him. Because he is calling out to you today. Um, he's calling for you to become his child. And to know that you have a good shepherd that loves you with an everlasting love. His love remains. Oh, and that's another thing. The heart that was white with the diamonds and the red of the blood around it. I saw that in a video. It was in the sand. So I think I will put that. I'm going to put that on the front of my video so that you can see what I'm talking about. All right, everyone. I'll give you the gospel because I never want to not do that. The gospel of our salvation can be found in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 how Jesus died for us, how the Father loved us so much that he gave his son to die for us and that whosoever would believeth on him would have everlasting life. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. As the scriptures say, that is the gospel, that is the good news, and that it is a free gift um, because God loved us. That's the only reason because God loved us that much. He wants us to be with him. And so Jesus took our punishment and reconciled us back into the Father by his blood. Um, I pray today that you would uh, call upon Jesus, repent of your sin, and turn away from your sin. Metanoia means to turn away, choose um, to, to change the way you think. That's what metanoia means. That's what repent means. Turn and um, turn from your sin and follow after follow after His ways. Surrender um, your ways for His ways because He makes the path straight. So I pray today that you do that. I pray this has been an encouragement and a blessing to you. I encourage you to read the scriptures. I don't know how to do all the cool things that these other people do. Um, Pray that I get to do that, to learn how. So I don't really have anyone to help me, but I'm but the Holy Spirit. So with, with God, all things are possible. So I'm going to keep believing that God will continue to give me wisdom and knowledge and help me in my videos. So love you all. I pray you have a great day. It's, uh, I think it's raining. It's, I don't know if it's rain or freezing rain. It's, it's, <laughs> it's wet out there. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye.